0: Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor at Smallwood Wealth Management, located in Red Bank, New Jersey. Today, we're going to continue on the conversation of the 19 sources of retirement. And when we talk about this, what we're talking about is having a future where you have multiple sources of retirement income. Many financial plans have one or two sources. And when one dries up, there's not a lot of defense in the plan. And I think what we're trying to accomplish is that if you understand what the sources are and you begin to accumulate assets in those areas, you build a more potentially durable financial strategy as, as, the world and the economy evolved. And I think what we're, you know, as you think about the past and you think about the future, everything that you know about the past is different today. When you start thinking about sources of retirement income, some of the stories are are the same. People have failed to accumulate enough money to maintain their standard of living. There's sort of universal things. And I believe it's because of financial pressure. And when you talk about financial pressure, we're talking about taxes, transaction costs, fees, planned obsolescence, technological change, overspending, just a lot of market volatility, just a lot of things out there that are putting pressure, college costs, long-term care costs, disability, underemployment. We can go on, we've we've got videos, we've got content on this, but what we wanna talk about in the 19 sources of retirement income is when you build a financial strategy, you want to have these different sources of retirement income. And if you think back to, and this is kind of a concept, like where does interest come from? What are the types of interest? And I want to hit number three on the guide where we're talking about interest, because I think this this will really tell a story that you need to understand. And I say this, from from the perspective of everything that we know in financial planning based upon the past, the present, and what may or may not happen in the future is gonna impact the results of the strategy that you have in play. So when we think about interest, where does interest come from? What are the types of interest? How do we get interest, okay? Fundamentally, if you really delve into the bottom line is, in order to get interest, you're going to lend your money to something, to a bank, to a corporation, to a government, to an individual, to a business, to something. And in return, you're going to receive Interest for the use of your money and a bank is a perfect example to understand this when you think about I can put money at a, in a CD I can put money in a money market account and in essence if it's at a bank or A savings account at a bank. I'm lending the bank my money in return They're going to pay me interest and that interest is going to be something that's you know going to change I could lend it to a corporation in the form of a bond Okay So when I lend money to a corporation, I buy XYZ corporate bonds. You know, there's all different types of credit quality. We're not gonna get into that today. You know, the higher the credit quality, the lower the interest, the lower the credit quality, the higher the interest, if you wanna, you know, dig a little deeper there. But the idea is I'm lending money in the form of a bond. Let's say it's a $10,000 bond, it's a 10 year bond, and we're gonna get 5% interest. I'm going to lend them the 10,000. I'm going to get my 5% interest every single year. And at the end of 10 years, that corporation and or government is going to give me my money back in a CD. It's a very similar type of a structure. I'm lending the money to the bank. I give them a hundred thousand dollars. They give me 1%. let's just use that as an example. And at the end of the year it matures and I have the option. I can roll it back in or I can, move it somewhere else, and if I'm happy with the amount of interest. Now, when you think about mortgage interest, right? And you you could lend money to your children and they could pay you interest. You could be selling a piece of property and holding back a mortgage and they're gonna be paying you interest. So interest comes from a lot of different sources in the plan. Interest rates are constantly changing. We happen to be in one of the lowest, protracted, longest, lowest interest rate environments that we've been in. I'm celebrating my 30th year this year in the career of a financial advisor. I began in 89 on a college contract, full-time in 1990. And what was really interesting to me, and all through the 80s, interest rates were 16, 15, 18%. You could buy bonds that were paying you an interest of 15, 16%. You could get a CD that was 14, 15, 16%. So when you thought about financial planning, it was relatively easy. And if we frame this in the concept of a million dollars and the value of a million dollars, if I had a million dollars in the bank and I had a 10% interest, I had $100,000 worth of interest income. There, that was pretty simplistic. That was a easy, kind of an easy way to plan your future, but you gotta think about it from where would I be five years out, 10 years out, 20 years out, 30 years out. As the interest rate started to decline, If I had all my eggs in just interest, you know, in the bank or in a bond, as my bonds matured and my CDs matured, each time that was happening for the last 30 years, I've been pretty much getting a trend of lower and lower interest. So the value, if I have a 5% CD 10 years later, that million dollar account's now only producing $50,000 worth of interest. So my purchasing power is getting you know, destroyed or my, or my principal is getting eaten up to maintain the same amount of income. And I think what's, what's frightening is I always joke with people, I see some of the greatest spreadsheets. People come in, their spreadsheets are detailed, they have assumptions in the spreadsheet and they have this interest rate factor or rate of return that they're gonna earn on their money. And everything's perfect because they're making five or six percent, and it's all perfect. It's usually missing many, many variables. It's missing volatility. It's missing taxation, plan obsolescence, technological change, all those things. But the idea is that if I sat down in, you know, 1990, and I made a financial strategy, and I kind of just kept it going, and said, okay, I need to have a million dollars by the time 30 years rolls around in the bank. And I, right now, 30 years ago, let's say I had nothing and I can make 10% in my CD. Just as an example, how much money would I need to put away per year to get there? Right? So that million dollar future value, zero value, present value, 30 years at 10% interest. What we'd find is that if I put away $6,079.29 and 25 cents at 10% interest, 30 years later, I'd have a million dollars in the bank. If my interest rates collapsed and I only received 5%, I'd only have $403,000. I would have fallen short of my goals, not impacting for financial pressure. Even though the volatility is there, there would be taxation, et cetera. So when we think about assets are going to produce interest, we have to look at a couple different factors in the plan. What we've, what I've contended, what we as a firm have contended in all of the training and everything that we've done is interest is a powerful tool. I, I didn't even want to bring it up, you know, the seventh wonder of the world, but who knows if whatever, but you all know what I'm talking about. But compound interest is a powerful tool to accumulate wealth. But the erosion principles, the financial pressure, the compounding of the taxation, the compounding of fees potentially, the compounding of financial fees and things like that are eroding this potential of the capital. And that's not really being factored into anybody's plan. But what's interesting is, Let's say that I have interest income in my plan and it's a high interest rate. That is a good thing. The tax is gonna reduce it because it's gonna be taxed. When you go to your tax return, okay, you're looking at a couple of things. And in the new 1040s, you're really, this is line two B is going to be taxable interest, okay? That taxable interest is gonna be in essence, taxed above your wages and your salary, so it's put on top of that. And this income is being taxed at your marginal bracket or your highest bracket, right? So when you think about it, you you have an effective tax bracket and you have a marginal tax bracket. The difference between the effective tax bracket is that the effective is Is more of the average. Overall, how much tax are you paying as a percentage? Where the marginal bracket is where are these last dollars being taxed? At what bracket? So if my income is above six hundred thousand dollars, six hundred, I think six fifty, and that interest is going to be taxed at the thirty-seven percent bracket. And you're going to owe tax based on that. Plus, if you live in a state where they're, you know, where they're taxing your interest income, you also have to pay state and local taxes on that. Now, there are strategies to help minimize that taxation. The purpose of the podcast today is not to talk about those things, but to get you thinking strategically about having interest in my plan from multiple different sources makes a tremendous amount of sense. But I also need to be flexible because if you use my example of, you know, a million dollars in the bank in the late 80s producing, you know, eight to nine to 10% interest, if that is the sole asset in my plan, and I look around and say, why would I put any money elsewhere at any point in time? Because that has very little risk and I can make eight or 9%. Well, the risk was that the interest rates collapsed. You didn't know that was gonna happen, right? So, and as it occurred, it was a slow reduction in income and purchasing power. If you factor in inflation and, and all the other eroding factors, 30 years later, that money's probably not even in the bank still if you needed that $100,000 to maintain the income. And that's that's the financial pressure. So. The idea of having 19 sources of retirement income, not everybody's going to have every single one of these, but the more of these that I have in my plan, the more thinking I do about where am I putting money and once I put that money there, what is my strategy? How do I minimize the fees? How do I minimize taxation? How do I minimize the impact of volatility? How do I minimize the interest rate risk as as interest rates change? Those are that strategy and that is part of our planning process. One of the things that I that I offer all of the time to anybody listening to existing clients, to people that have just found us on the podcast, is that understanding where you are right now, basically getting getting clear with all your family makeup, your future liabilities, and you know current obligations and current liabilities, your business, your income sources, your taxes, your savings rate, your debt structures, your lifestyle, where your assets are, understanding all of and how well it's protected, understanding all of these things is the most important part in creating a long-term successful financial strategy. What I find is that people want a magic bullet a solution to something and they're saying let me throw some money at this and because that has a great rate of return rather than doing a big picture plan we think you should do a big picture plan and you should be putting together the assets together so that you're accumulating as many of the 19 sources of retirement income as you can and and being able to move money around and be flexible over the time of your accumulation your distribution and your passing of the money off now interest income can be held in many different formats right so you can have an IRA invested in a bank account a CD giving you interest that is not taxable until it is pulled out. There's a couple of different things that you can achieve from the standpoint of you know, tax deferral. There's different ways to get that done. And I, and I think it's, you know, when you're building this plan, understanding how your money is allocated, where the money is, how it's currently being taxed. Can I, can I pick up multiple sources of, of interest income so that when that income is derived and it is sent out to me, I'm either paying taxes on it currently or I'm deferring that tax or I have some strategic methodology to remove that money from an account where I'm not paying, maybe I'm getting some principal. And we'll talk about that as we go forward. But I I really want you to, to take advantage of the conversation and getting clear as to where you are, you know, I'm currently I'm 51 years old You know, I have four kids. I've got some colleges done. I, I have weddings coming. I have business obligations. I have things that I want to do in organizing that in a way to understand, okay, here's where I am. Here's my sources of income currently. Where do I need to put that money so that I minimize my tax over the accumulation phase. I set it up so that I can get my money out in the most tax efficient manner that I possibly can. I reduce my risk. I reduce my, my fees and my costs through my strategy. I develop better income sources for retirement and still pass the maximum to, to my family these are things that you you need to constantly refresh and rethink your entire financial strategy in a way that I don't want to say it that way but you're not clueless about where you're going and i think you really need to be you know i always joke with a lot of clients and i say this all the time is the next 15 years are the most important 15 years that we have regardless of what stage of wealth management you are. You could be retired, you could be, you know, 30 years old and just starting, Got you know, you're out of med school and you're just finally starting. You could be 22 years old, just starting. You could be 40, you know, wherever you are, the next 15 years, what you do today and over the next 15 years really sets you up in the right way and sets your wealth up the right way. The sooner you get started, the better off you're gonna be. I truly appreciate you listening to this. Hopefully you found it of value. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcast. Share it with people that you think could be, that it could be of value. And take advantage of our offers by going to smallwoodassociates.com. There's my five ways, your wealth under attack book. There's the 19 sources of retirement income that you can pick up and make a phone call and set up a one-on-one consultation over the phone 30 minutes we call it the wealth curve pressure identifier conversation this a free no obligation call at the end of the call you'll know whether or not what we do is the right thing thank you have a great day welcome to the end of the video smallwood wealth management is an investment advisor representative the opinions expressed by smallwood wealth management and guests on this show are their own All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives, and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.